Thanks, Daniel. Well, we've been, uh, since, since Easter, we've been working in a sermon series, and we've been calling it Life After Easter. And, and what we recognize is that we, we recognize Good Friday that Jesus Christ died on the cross, right? And then on, on Easter Sunday morning, we celebrate that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. And, and what we've been talking about since then is that the Bible says a really amazing thing. It says that when Jesus Christ rose from the dead, not only did he rise, but somehow we rose in him. Somehow we were given new life and that we are alive today in, in ways that we've never been before. That we are dead to sin. We are now alive in Jesus Christ. That the spirit of Jesus is alive in us. The Holy Spirit is alive in us. And so we, we said that part of what we're called to do as followers of Jesus Christ is we have to learn to live in that power. We have to learn to live in the power of the risen Jesus, that there is power available to us, and we've got to learn to, to step into that. We compared it to kayaking or canoeing, right? And, and if you're on a river and you try to catch the, the current, you want to go in the place where, where the river is going to carry you along. That's, that's what we're talking about, living in the power of, of the risen Jesus, living in the power of the Holy Spirit, moving along. Another image that we've used some, uh, not that much, but I want to use it a lot this morning, is, is sailing, Right? The Holy Spirit blows. And, and, and what we're called to do as followers of Jesus Christ is not to make our sailboats go, but we're, we're called to put ourselves in positions where the wind blows us, right? Where we catch the wind. I, I like this picture partially because the guy's not passive, right? He's not just sitting there saying, well, blow me around, wind. No, he's, he's working hard to put himself in a position where the wind can move him where he wants to go. So, too, we do these things. We put ourselves in this position where God's Spirit can... can Im- empower us, can move us, can, can keep us going forward. We've done this by looking at Paul's words in Colossians 3, verses 1 to 17. Real quick, I know we had a lot of visitors and so on, but, but if you go through that whole chapter, you're going to see this outlined. And Paul calls this, we've talked about four things, that we have to first set our hearts on the things above. Paul calls us to learn to love, to learn to love the things Jesus loves, to shape our hearts, to shape our passions. And he says, and set your minds on things above we got to learn to think. we got to see things the way Jesus sees them. we got to learn to think the way that Jesus thinks if we're going to live in the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and then we talked a couple of weeks ago in, in verse 5 how Paul says, Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Okay, Get rid of those things. Fight against sin. Don't let it rear its ugly head. So put that to death. Take it off. And then last week we talked about verse 12. Clothe yourselves. Paul says, clothe yourselves with compassion and kindness and humility and gentleness and patience. Bear with one another, forgive one another. And over all these virtues, he says, put on love, which binds them together in perfect unity. And and, and so this morning, we're going to talk about a fifth thing. And in some ways, this is the one I think that it's one I've been really excited about getting to because it's one that that I'm really trying to grow in in my life. But, But Paul says in verse 15, he says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. He says, as you go through life, as the storms blow, let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts. This is how he says it, verse 16 of Colossians 3. He says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. What I want to do this morning is ask three questions about that. We'll move fairly quickly through this, so don't get too nervous. But, but I, I want to say, what is the peace of Christ? Okay, I want to start there. And then I want to say, what does it do? What difference does it make if I have this peace of Christ? And then the really good question at the end of, how do I grow more into that? How do I let the peace of Christ rule more in my, more in my heart? So let's start with the first question. 
what is the peace of Christ? And let me throw this out as a, as a kind of a working definition for us. The peace of Christ. When Paul says, let the peace of Christ rule, I, I think what he's talking about there is that, that the peace of Christ is the deep assurance that I am in God's hands and that God is in control. Right? That's, what, that's what that peace is. It's, it's knowing at the very core of my being, in the midst of a world where we sometimes get battered and bruised, it's knowing at the core of my being that I am held by God. That through the life and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, I've been restored in my relationship with God. I am held by God. And he's strong enough to never let me go. And, and, and it's knowing that. It's being assured of that that creates inside of me, in the midst of a world full of challenges, it creates inside of me a stable place of peace. A stable core of peace. One of a favorite uh, faith documents that we have here at this church is the Heidelberg Catechism. And, and in that catechism, the first question is, what is your only comfort? What is your only peace, right? What is your only peace in life and in death? And the answer is beautiful. It says, my only comfort, my only peace is that I am not my own, <laughs> that I'm not in charge of my own boat. I am not my own, but I belong, life and in death, body and soul, to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. That's where my peace comes from. That's my only comfort. That's my only peace. For these little kids, that's what we've got to teach them as they're growing up. That the only faith place you can find real deep peace is knowing that we are in God's hands, knowing that we belong in life and in death, body and soul, to our faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to try to give you a picture of this that you'll be able to kind of carry on as you go from here. And maybe you'll be able to send you out on the water this summer and so on. You can picture this. But I want you to imagine that our lives are like a sailboat, okay? This is, this is kind of us. Our lives are like a sailboat. Now, I am not a great sailor. I'm not even really a lousy sailor. I'm not much of a sailor at all, okay? But from what I understand, the most important part of a sailboat you can't see right now. Right? The most important part of the sailboat is underneath. And if we raise the boat up, there it is. It's the keel, right? If a sailboat doesn't have a keel, it gets bounced all over. If a sailboat doesn't have a keel, it's going to get tossed over. But what they did when they built sailboats is they said, okay, we need something to go down into the water. We need something to move that, that center of gravity lower, to give us strength, to give us stability, to give us something to hold on to so we don't get pushed all over the place. And it's the keel that makes all the difference. It's the keel that makes all the difference. So, what I want you to think about with the peace of Christ, what the peace of Christ is, is knowing that we have an infallible keel. It's knowing that as we go through life, that, that, that our keel will never fail. It's knowing, not that we won't get out of all the storms. I wish I could tell you that if you became a Christian, all the storms are gone. But that's not what God promises us. What we can know is that we've got a keel. We've got, we've got strength underneath us. We've got somebody who's holding on to us. We are in God's hands. And no matter what happens, he's never going to let us go. And so when the waters get rough, and, and here we are, where the water's kind of getting rough, again, it'd be ideal if I could say, well, okay, I have peace of Christ. That means nothing bad's going to happen, so God's going to just move all the clouds away and flatten out the waters. And off we're going to sail, right? Going to have just a great time doing that. That's not, that's not anything God's promised. That's not the peace of Christ. The peace of Christ is knowing that in the midst of all of this, I can stay in and I can live it and I'm bounced around and so on because I have an infallible keel, because I am in God's hands no matter what. Now, sometimes the storms get really bad. For some of you, you're saying, that's where I am right now, Ron. That's, that's my life. I am in the midst of this. And the fact of the matter is, it gets really tough. And, 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 and we got to understand, again, the promise is not that everything will be smooth. We get bounced around, right? 
All of us do. When we go through life, it's not that we avoid the circumstances of life. We just don't want to be controlled by them, right? But we are certainly impacted by them. And again, we are controlled by, ruled by, the peace of Christ, right? God's inhalable hands are holding on to us. And so even when we feel like we're here, or even if we go a little bit further and we feel like we're upside down, some of you are saying that's where I am. Even when we feel like we are upside down, we say, but God is still holding on to me. God is still holding on to me. That's the peace of Christ, right? That's that deep assurance. And we know that he will bring us to here. Now, there's a problem with my picture right now. I've got to tell you this. And, and the problem is that our sailboat looks just intact, right? Nothing's happened to it. It looks perfect. Let me tell you, friends, having an infallible keel does not mean our boats don't get battered and bruised. The fact is, as we go through life, most of us, our boats are more like this. The mast is broken. The sail is torn. Our hulls are cracked and have holes in them. We are impacted deeply. When, when, when storms strike, when people we love die, when we get cancer, when, when marriages break up, guess what? It batters us. It bruises us. The fact that we have an infallible keel, the fact that I know that in death and in life I belong to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ, does not mean my boat doesn't get hurt. My boat can get crushed and crunched, and I can do that. And the fact is, I think most of us, as we go through life, we look more and more like this, and that's okay. Because it's not up to us to hold it all together. And the promise of God is that no matter what storms we are in, he will carry us forward. And one day, get this, one day, one day he's going to take away all the storms. And I think for most of us, when we get to heaven, we'll look more like this in like a perfect sailboat. He'll restore us. He'll fix our mast. He'll fix the holes. He'll make us all new. But what we will have is an infallible keel, all right? So you get that image, right? You see how that works? I mean, if you know, if you're a sailor and the storm is coming or the winds are blowing, it's trying to push you around. If you know you had an infallible keel, if you knew that, you would have a deep assurance that it's okay. That is what it is. The peace of Christ is that deep assurance that I am in God's hands, that we are in God's hands, and that he's going to take care of us. God is in control. So what difference does that make? How does that impact us? Well, what I want to suggest is that basically what it does is it gives us, as I've mentioned already, kind of a stable core. I I think about that. Again, and you're out on a boat on the water, you're going to get bounced around. But with a keel like this, what we can know is that there's a place of peace. And and we still get turned and we still get twisted, but, but somehow in the midst of it, we have a stable core. As I've already said, three places. One of them is in the storms, okay? I've already talked about this one, that in the storms, when we are getting blown about, we can know that God's not going to let go of us. And again, please hear me very carefully on this. If you have gone through a horrible loss, if you have experienced a horrible storm, you say, but Ron, man, I don't even feel like I know who God is anymore. And I don't, guess what? His, he's still holding on to you, okay? He's, I'm not saying that this means, oh, good, I get to have peace. I'm not saying that we get to be detached from those circumstances. I'm not saying it doesn't hurt or it's not painful. It is devastating to lose a child. It is devastating to lose a, a spouse. It is devastating to experience abuse. It is devastating. And so we're battered and abused, abused, but, but God is still holding on to us. We're battered and bruised, all right? So in the storms, God is there. Second way that, that, that the peace of Christ, and again, I think this, Paul has more in mind than just saying, know that God's with you in the storms. And, and think about this. I think it, I think it is really helpful. When, when we have that peace of Christ, when we have that stable core, it helps us 
in the face of temptation, all right? In the face of temptation. Again, let's go back to a sailboat here, all right? And let's imagine this is a flat sailboat, all right? No keel, nothing underneath it at all. You know what happens when the wind blows? This baby goes wherever the wind is pushing it, right? It just goes wherever it is, all right? And, and, and that's just what happens if we don't have the peace of Christ with us. Okay, what happens when, when I don't have the peace of Christ, when I don't have that core, when I don't have that keel, when I don't have that, then I'm susceptible to any temptation. If, if somebody convinces me that life is over here, then and you've seen people do this, right? Oh, this is going to make me happy. No, this is going to make me happy. No, this is going to bring me peace. No, no, it's over here. This is what I need. No, no, this is what I need. And we go in a hundred different directions. Any temptation pushes us off course because we don't have a center. But if I have, if I have a core, if I have that deep assurance that I'm in God's hands, I can say, you know what? I don't need to, to run after that. I don't need to run after that. I don't need to try to find life over there. I don't need to try to find security over there. I don't need to try to buy this. Or I don't need to try to have that experience. I can have them. I can enjoy them. But you see, with, with the peace of Christ, knowing that I've got a keel, th- then we have, we have a strong guide for us. It, 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 it can guide us. It can, it can take us where we need to go. The, I, I think that's so true in my life. I am so much stronger against temptation when I am deeply aware that I am in God's hands. I am so much stronger against temptation when I know that God is never going to let me go. When I know and I have that security, when I feel like, you know what, I don't need to try to find life someplace else. I don't need to go chasing after all this stuff because it's okay. I'm okay because I'm in God's hands. We talked about how putting on the new last week is it's just rooted in knowing that God loves us. And when we have that peace, I'm much more able to say, you know what, I don't have to, I don't have to just grab onto whatever is in front of me, all right? So it's not only in the storms that we need that keel, but just as we face temptations, as we get pushed in all sorts of di- different directions, and, and then a third area, it, so that we can learn to live together in love. Paul does not want to, he's not just talking to individuals here, okay? Paul is saying, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. And, and I think he means it all starts with us individually, that I have that, that deep assurance that I've got an infallible keel, right? That I've got that deep assurance that I'm in God's hands, that he's never going to let me go, that God is in control. But also we learn to do that as a community. Look at what Paul says. He says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you are called to peace. See, I'm not just called to have peace here. I'm called to have peace with you. And we're together called to have peace as we deal with the world around us. You and I are called to be people who, who have that sense of calm in the storms, who have that sense that we don't need to just be flitting all over the place. You know, I showed you what a sailboat without, um, without a keel would do in the wind. Now, just recognize that God calls us to be part of a body. We gather together here. If you've got your own family, you know that. If we don't have a keel, if we don't have a stable core, guess what? We can't help but ram into each other. This is, this is human nature um, without a stable core, right? Boom. And all we do is do that, right? We run into each other. And some of us sink, and some of us just end up going our own way. Really, seriously, that's the way it is. But if you and I both have the peace of Christ, if you and I have a stable core, then you know what? When we disagree on something... We might get passionate and care about it. But I know that I'm in Christ's hands, and I know you're in Christ's hands. And so the stakes are just so much lower. I don't have to be right. 
I don't have to get defensive if I remember that what's holding me together is not me being right. That's what's so often, right? When I, when I feel like you challenge me on something, I had somebody do this the other day, I think it was unfair, but I could just feel myself get defensive. And I thought, Ron, let the peace of Christ rule. And I didn't do it real well at first. I wasn't nasty, but I wasn't nice. But it only, I mean, I just stopped and I just said, Father, remind me that I'm in your hands and so is my brother. And remind me. And then I was able to go and say, hey, we could have done that better. But, but it's the peace of Christ that allows us to do that. And so when we have that, when we have the peace of Christ, then we can start to work together. Now, the bottom two boats, they're going to bump into each other. That's going to happen. And I'll be honest, I've never seen a church work like that. Okay, we never get it that good. <laughs> but, but, but if we start to, right, you know, I think about that, this building project, it seems I've been so grateful so far that part of it is, is I feel like, you know, we know we're in God's hands and we know it's going to, and so as we think about things, talk about things, yeah, we have disagreements, but, but it's like, okay, we don't have to make the biggest deal out of this because no building is going to give us security. No building is going to make us a great church. No new nursery is going to make us just perfect, though it will be full. Right? But I mean, but it's, it's the hands of Jesus. It's being in Jesus Christ that gives us security. And when we remember that, then we can work on this stuff and not get all upset. You see what I mean about that? It gives us that stable core. As I've thought about that this week, as I've thought about it for the last years of my life, as I, as I recognize this, I thought, I, there are some people in my life who I think I've, I've just said, that's what I want to be like. And I think one of the major characteristics is this peace of Christ. That as they go through life, as they go through life, they just have this sense that they don't get upset by everything. They just have this sense that they're not controlled by their circumstances. They have a, 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 deep, a deep assurance that it's going to be okay. Now again, please, I'm not saying it's easy, okay? And I'm not saying when the storm is striking, it's just like, okay, no problem, I have peace. Mm, no. No, we are battered and bruised and thrown around, and sometimes we just say, God, what in the world's going on? And I'm, I don't feel like you're there, and all of that is true. But if I can keep building my core, if I can keep finding that deep assurance, build that stable core. Paul knows how important this is. That's why he says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Don't be controlled by your circumstances. That's, I, that's so hard to do. The other night I was controlled by this guy just coming up and saying something, and I wanted to talk, why did I let that control me? Be controlled by the peace of Christ. Yeah, those things are going to impact me. They're going to damage me. But I want to be controlled by the peace of Christ. So how? Let's close with this. How do we let the peace of Christ rule more and more in our hearts? How do we, how do we grow deeper in that peace? How do we make that core more and more stable? Again, as we've said with all these things, we're learning, okay? Okay, it's a long process. Grace, 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 grace. We're learning, but how do, we, how do we develop this more and more? Paul in Colossians 3.16 gives us one thing, and I'm going to close with this one thing that he talks about. There are more things we can do, but I'm going to give you just this one this morning. What Paul talks about, what we need to do in verse 16, is he says we need to dwell on, chew on, remember, fill our lives with the message of Jesus. It's also known as the word of God, all right? We need to dwell on that. We need to chew on it. We need to meditate on it. We need to remember. This is what, what Paul says in verse 16. He says, let the message of Christ, the word of God, let the message of Christ dwell in you richly. 
Let it dwell among you richly. Let the word of God dwell among you richly. What he's saying is, let that just seep into your, your core. Let that just control who you are. He's saying, chew on the word of God. Chew on the good news of Jesus. What is the message of, of Christ? It's, it's that we are forgiven. That on Good Friday, Jesus died. That if we have put our faith in Jesus Christ, if we have put our trust in him, all our sins are God, gone. And I don't need to pay for any of them myself. We are forgiven. We are not alone. Jesus Christ rose on Easter Sunday. And he is with me today. And he's an infallible keel. And he's never going to let me go. And no matter what the storms are. And i got to just kind of chew on that, right? Dwell it, let it dwell among us richly. we got to chew on that. We are not alone. And one day, Jesus Christ is going to come back and make all things new. And, and, and Paul says that's what we got to let that dwell among us. And, and he talks about that in the rest of verse 16. Interesting, look at this. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your heart, right? How do we let it dwell in our hearts? We teach each other. We teach each other. We remind each other. We learn from each other. We read books, right, of reminding us of who God is, what he's done in Jesus Christ. As we teach, as we admonish, as we encourage, as we challenge one another to say, hey, don't forget. You are completely forgiven. Don't forget God is with you right now. Don't forget as we admonish one another with all wisdom. We do this through psalms. We sing. We do it through hymns and songs of the Spirit, singing to God and giving gratitude to God in our hearts. All of these things. That's a large part of what we do as a community together is we let the word of God dwell among us. And, 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 And we seek to do that, to become people who more and more in our devotions. And, and, and again, for me, so much of my Christian life, as I grow older, it becomes more simple. And what I'm trying to do is just understand, just understand who I am in Christ. And when I do that, when I get that right, I have that stable core. I have that stable core. So that's why Paul says, why I say, what we need to do is we need to dwell on, chew on, remember, fill our lives with the message of Jesus. We need to remind ourselves, to put it another way, we need to remind ourselves over and over and over again. Okay, this is why I know some of you, and I appreciate this, you know, listening to Christian music. What does it do? It just reminds you over and over and over again that we have an infallible keel, that God is enough, that God is faithful, that Jesus Christ has stood in a, in, in a sinner's place, and that he gives us new life. So, as we go from this place, just remember this, remember this, remember this. We are in God's hands. And God's in control. The storms are going to come. The temptations are going to be there. But live in the assurance that you are held by a God who will never let you go. And let that peace, that assurance rule in your hearts. Let's pray together. Father, we come to you and uh, we ask for your peace. It's so easy to see the storms around us. It's so easy to see the temptations. It's so easy to see the people who are bumping into us and who are nasty and critical of us. There are so many things that want to move all boats all over, Father. And so right now, just remind us that you are infallible and that you hold us. Father, give us a peace that passes understanding. I pray especially for those who have gone through losses. We've had a number of people in the congregation who've lost family members. I just pray that they can know that you are holding on to them and that you're big enough and that one day all things will be made new. Give them a peace that passes understanding. 
Give it to all of us, Father. Amen. We're going to stand and sing a song of praise. Let's sing the doxology together. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Again, following our service, there are going to be some folks in the prayer room if you'd like to talk with somebody or pray with somebody. And then also, if you get a chance, Libby, who sang the solo, um, unfortunately, she's graduated from college. And she and Josh are moving away. So this is their last Sunday with us. If you see her, give her a hug, all right? People of God, as we go from this place, we can, we'll thank her in a minute. As we go from this place, know that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ will go with you, and he will never let you go. Go in God's grace. Amen.